you know what if somebody told me like or asked me do you think ada asked for carrot cake for her seventh birthday i'd be like i could see it no like do you know what i did ask for for my seventh birthday i had a white cake with a lemon curd filling and like italian meringue frosting so i was that child a same difference Welcome to Silent Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Ada. We're former college roommates based in Minnesota with a shared love of all things British Isles. Today, we're discussing the 10th episode of season nine of the Great British Baking Show. We've made it to the finale, and we have a lot to say about it. Stay tuned as Ada and I discuss this season's final episode. What a heartfelt, genuine episode that was. And just a lovely way to end a, a lovely season. I started out very ambivalent about the season. And now mm-hmm. this might be my favorite my favorite finale yet. When the first episode dropped, you know, way back in September, I just remember getting introduced to everyone. And I was just like, huh. This is the season we're going to podcast about? <laughs> yeah, I definitely halfway through was sort of like, do I regret signing up to talk for a while about each episode this particular season because it felt like such a weird start to a season? But I, this finale just really blew me out of the water. It felt like they put it all out there. They all did something really inspired and they were passionate about it. They all got through different struggles with it. Any one of them had won it. I would have said the right person won it. Should we talk about the Let's signature? Let's talk about the signature. Carrot cake. I thought this was a really strange challenge. I had to like double check that I'd heard right, that it was a carrot cake. How do you even make variations of carrot cake? Well, they figured it out. <laughs> um, sort of. I would say they yeah. were still fairly similar. I think maybe that's what makes it a good a good signature because for the final, you have to, it's going to be, the cakes are going to be very similar. Mm-hmm. But they are each going to have their own twist. And so you can maybe compare them a little more easily to each other. Part of why I thought it was a strange signature is like, I just don't think carrot cake is something that is hard to make. When Giuseppe was like, my cake has half a liter of oil in it. Carrot cake just tastes good because it has a shit ton of vegetable oil in it. I personally really like the idea of Chigs using the pineapple curd mm-hmm. to um, to make like a filling between the layers. I want to like pineapple in carrot cake because it's again got that like tartness and that kind of like tropical fruitiness like that would lift up some of the heaviness and pair well against the tang of the cream cheese i thought that was a smart way to incorporate it i think my issue with like when people start to stir everything into their carrot cake it gets stodgy i thought chigs is um decorations too were beautiful his little his little bitty carrots i love that he made his square it had whimsy and then Um, christelle had like the leaning tower of pistachio carrot i never think of carrot cake as a tall cake because it does clearly just kind of like should i make the sound effect condense on itself yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do think like if she had had 
time to cool them all completely. I did think it was a strange challenge in that they clearly did not have enough time to execute it correctly. Another one of those like Paul twirling his mustache and Prue like twirling her necklace. Like, like Right. <laughs> Which speaking of Prue's necklace, it looked like she had like killed a lobster this week. And then Giuseppe. Giuseppe's Italian take on a carrot cake, of course. When he said fig, I was like, Gosh, that sounds good. Fig and walnut, opposite of pineapple and orange, mm-hmm. in that it's very earthy and decadent. And his decorations were so beautiful. Giuseppe had some problems with time management. Absolutely. And the entire time. Some of the choices that he made were bizarre. This unusual. Episode. Yes. I don't know why. If the he amount make of it all time. In one pan. What? and then be like it's not cool enough like when did you think the extra hour was gonna come that would cool it off and that cake was huge huge (laughs) right like i Um, wouldn't have done it just because i would have worried about getting the edges overdone and still having a raw middle but it insulated it and then i think he had the heating rod in the middle right so i think he knows more about baking cakes than I do. Surprise, surprise. Right. He got relatively good remarks for it. Everyone got mixed reviews mm-hmm. on um, the look of their cake and how well they had executed it. And everyone seemed to get like, it's stodgy, it's gluey, it's heavy. They de- It definitely felt like the signature was a wash. You know, because Chiggs had put in way too much carrot Christelle had yep. tried to make hers way too tall and Giuseppe had baked it in way too big of a pan. So yes. I've never seen yeah. so much side eye as there was in yes. this episode of like, so am I better than them? Am I yeah. behind? Wait. Am I ahead? Wait, wait what? Wait, wait, what? What would you have made? Did just feel like a signature that did not um, inspire me. And us talking about our Thanksgiving dinners made mm-hmm. me wonder if I could have somehow incorporated your brother's maple sweet potatoes in somehow. Mm. Maybe I would have just added a little cardamom in with the the typical like cinnamon, some maple frosting, maybe some like candied pecans to decorate it and yeah. call it good. What were you thinking? Um, I was thinking pecan chips in there so that there'd be like kind of this nutty crunch to it. I would include some uh stem ginger like grated ginger in it yeah like some fresh ginger Mm -hmm. um for that brightness uh and um the the frosting i'd go with really standard cream cheese frosting because like you cannot f that up i'm envisioning like when people do the really tall swirls of uh frosting around the outside Mm mm-hmm and then like a, a caramelized pecan on the top of each one and maybe like a sponge sugar caramel something in the middle. Can we talk about that horror show of a technical? <laughs> Belgian buns. I hope Paul Hollywood goes straight to hell for what he did to Chiggs. What did he do to Chiggs? Well, he gave him no instructions. <laughs> like they all walked out of that technical challenge looking like they had seen some shit and were going to need a lot of therapy for PTSD. It's like the time where they told them to make mini Victoria sandwiches and mini um, eclairs and mini 
uh buns like filled buns those are like british treasures they had all seen them like what is a freaking belgian bun despite having never heard of belgian buns i actually think they sound fabulous you mm-hmm. like cinnamon rolls but with lemon curd they look like the kind of thing that like paul said we've got good bakers in there they should know how to make a bun by and large it seemed like they kind of did except they had some very problematic calculations that didn't pay off i don't know what chiggs was doing with how he rolled them up i had a lot of sympathy for chiggs because i have very poor spatial reasoning and i i too could see a world in which i got to the point where i cut out everything and been like oh no you know how you have like the end you have the two end pieces when you make cinnamon rolls yeah like it looked like he just had all ends it's Giuseppe who just thought I'm just gonna look at them and figure out when they're done I thought it was amazing that during judging he was just like astonished that they said they were burnt like what they were I feel obviously like- burnt <laughs> like chicks as they're coming out those like burnt <laughs> yeah yeah chicks was like could not help himself from saying like they're they're burnt like Noel kind of did admit that yeah, he had he- distracted him Christelle got her first technical win, which was well-deserved because hers looked right and tasted right. They did tell Giuseppe that if if they were not burnt to literally a crisp, <laughs> that they would have been perfect, that he would have been in first. So let's talk about the showstopper. Which was a Mad Hatter's tea party. They were supposed to have savory and sweet, and they were supposed to have four different baking elements. So they had to show four different techniques or skills. I thought that was a really cute idea. It was a cute idea. I was um, a little surprised at how similar their ideas were, but I guess there are only so many elements to a Mad Hatter's tea party. So they had enough, you know, similar that they could be judged against each other, but also different so that they were interesting and unique. Favorite element was Chiggs's um, cards. I just thought those were so adorable. So clever, so simple, but so visually impactful. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just a jammy dodger made to look like a playing card. I really liked um, Giuseppe's giant mushroom. It was a real risk. It paid off. It looked visually striking. And I also loved his little caterpillar. One of the things that let Chiggs down was not getting that smile on the Cheshire Cat. If Chiggs had gotten the smile on the Cheshire Cat's face, that might have taken him over the top. It just looked, it was very crude. Giuseppe obviously knocked it out of the park with his little drink me panna cottas. And I think panna cotta is kind of a risk because if panna cotta doesn't set up, it is gross. Now we're going back to some of my like caramel week problems. Panna cotta, is it baking? You can't win bake off because of your panna cotta. I don't know if panna cotta is baking, but also I don't know that it's not. I'm glad it crossed your mind too, where it was just like that. I'm glad that the panna cotta is delicious. I'm not sure that should be held up to the same standard as like a tart or, or like Christelle's once again amazing curry filled pies that Paul wanted the recipe for. I do have a theory. Christelle would have taken it if it hadn't been for that focaccia. My thought is she used so much oil that she had and she mm-hmm. tempted the oil, not the bread, when she stuck her her thermometer in there. Yeah. I was wondering if the oil like impeded some of the rise. It was maybe a little too wet. If there was maybe a little too much oil on it, 
if something had happened in the rise or the proving. Something obviously went yeah. very, very wrong. <laughs> we know the oven was hot because that oil was bubbling. Bubbling. Yeah, bubbling. Like, I was, there wasn't I even was a literally sitting there with my hands over my mouth. Oh my God, your focaccia's raw. Let's talk about Mr. Spatula. So last year was Mr. Spoon. And this year it's Mr. Spatula with a sad face. Last year, he took a wooden spoon and drew a face on it. And he called it Mr. Spoon. And he went around to each of the finalists, asked them to kiss Mr. Spoon and said that like, if you kiss Mr. Spoon, you, you could win. And all three of them did. And Noel uh, was just like over the moon. So it didn't have any predictive skills. Last season, no one had any warning about Mr. Spoon when he just showed up. And That's this true. Time, this time he had Mr. Spatula. You saw Jigs just go like, no, no, no. <laughs> so Mr. Spatula comes along now and may have some predictive properties. I really want to dig into this. Maybe, maybe in the off season, we can make us uh, an investigative podcast about Mr. Spatula. Yeah, what? Where is Mr. Spatula now, and what are what is, his plans for the future? What is? What does he mean? Where did he come from? Where's? Yeah, where is he now? Has he broken laws? I do love that Chigs. Chigs was like, no, absolutely not. And Christelle was like, I will not kiss Mr. Spatula. And Giuseppe was like, for sure, I will kiss Mr. <laughs> Spatula. Forty-eight hours after I had watched it, I was like, wait. Two of them didn't kiss Mr. Spatula. One of them did. That person won. But I will say this was the first episode, I think, since Matt has been introduced to the cast where I was like, I just wish Mel was here or Sandy. I don't dislike Matt. Like, I don't have an issue. I just am curious if his contract will be renewed to be perfectly right. honest. Right. And maybe, maybe it's not the right fit for him because I, I will say like, if you told me I had to pick between Sandy and Matt, I would pick Sandy every time, every time. Like, like Matt, the one time he was like, I used to be in movies. Like, <laughs> he did used to be in movies. Maybe this is pretty sm- a, a small bond for him. You know, I am so glad that Giuseppe won, even though you and I, he, he was not the front runner, runner for you or I. No. Um, neither no. of us predicted that Giuseppe would win. But he is so lovely and such a, you know, his heartwarming story about his family history of baking. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I never thought Giuseppe was going to win. Certainly, if you had asked me after the first episode, I would have said, oh, either Giuseppe or Jurgen." On his dad's face when he lifted that cake plate to show him on camera. Also, love I love the outro. You know, that since they've been on Bake Off thing, um, and the idea of Lizzie and Freya taking a road trip around the UK to see the other bakers is just the idea of it is charming and hilarious. I hope they all get book deals. I hope they all like get to do guest spots on British talk shows. Everyone in the season had their moment to shine. I'd love all of them. This might be my favorite season. I don't know if it's just like this podcast that has like tinged it for me. They were very nice people to spend, you know, 50 hours of this autumn (laughs) with. And that's it for this week's episode of Style and Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. Until next season, I'm Ada. And I'm Betsy. 
And that's a wrap on this season. Thanks for listening. 